Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, Vladimir Putin unleashes on Ukraine, firing at least 80 missiles and using dozens of Iranian drones. And what's the biggest barrage since the invasion? Russian missiles rain down on at least a dozen cities in Ukraine, destroying a bridge in Kyiv and killing civilians. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Ukraine with the defiant message tonight from President Zelensky. Get out of the car. Shot in a McDonald's parking lot. Shots fired! Shots fired! Tonight, the 17-year-old is on life support and the police officer fired. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Texas with the latest on the investigation. Florida's destruction as schools work to reopen and families return to what's left of their homes. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports on how much it could cost to rebuild. What's it looking like in there right now? It's uh, probably the worst we could have ever thought. And CBS News Health Watch. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths. Dr. John LaPook joins us to talk about a new study on colonoscopies. What you need to know. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight, the world's most powerful Western nations are convening an emergency meeting to address the increasingly dire situation in Ukraine after Russia targeted civilian areas throughout the country. Major cities were rocked by more than 80 Russian missile strikes during the busy morning rush hour, what appears to be the largest wave of attacks since the opening week of the war. One of the targets included a landmark pedestrian bridge located in the capital of Kyiv. Putin said the attacks were in response to the destruction of a key bridge linking Russia to Crimea over the weekend. 
Well, Ukrainian officials say at least 14 were killed and nearly 100 others injured in more than a dozen cities. President Biden spoke with President Zelensky late today by phone, and he pledged to provide support to Ukraine, including advanced air defense systems that he asked for. CBS's Charlie Daggett is going to start us off tonight from central Ukraine. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev has urged all American citizens to leave the country immediately. Air raid sirens have been blaring here all day and night. You can hear them now. This city has been hit, too, like more than a dozen cities across the country. We must warn you, this report contains images some might find disturbing. Russian forces unleashed a deadly, sustained campaign of terror across Ukraine, launching their most powerful long-range weapons in the most widespread assault since the invasion began. Putin's war machine took aim at more than a dozen cities in a coordinated bombardment. Multiple strikes on the capital, Kyiv, in the heart of downtown. Cars erupting in flames on the streets near Maidan Square. Blasts that struck in the middle of rush hour. A smoldering crater near a children's playground. A terrified young woman on social media describing one explosion captured the ferocious fireball of the next miraculously appearing to escape serious injury. Ukrainian president saying they seek panic and chaos. They have two targets, our energy sector and our people. Russian retaliation for blowing up the bridge leading from Russia to Crimea. President Vladimir Putin today calling it a terrorist attack, warning of even worse reprisals if it's repeated not only disrupting a key Russian supply line, but taking a direct swipe at Putin, who personally drove across the bridge at its official opening in 2018. The payback sent Ukrainians scrambling for shelter for the first time in months. Residents in Kyiv taking refuge in the city subways again in fear, but singing folk songs in unity and defiance. And in another worrying development tonight, the leader of Belarus has announced a joint military task force with Russia. Belarus was used as a staging ground for Russian troops in the initial invasion of Ukraine. Nora? So many new developments. Charlie Daggett, thank you. We want to turn now to Texas because charges against a teenager have been dropped following the release of body cam video that showed him being shot by a San Antonio police officer. The teen's family is saying tonight that he is fighting for his life in a hospital. The rookie officer was fired for violating his training and police procedures. CBS's Omar Villafranca has the latest in the investigation. Body cam video shows a police officer walking towards a parked car last Sunday at a McDonald's in San Antonio. He opens the driver's side door and orders the young man out. Get out of the car. The driver, 17-year-old Eric Gantu, looks surprised and reverses the car. Roughly five seconds after opening the door, the officer fires five rounds into the car. Shots fired! Shots fired! He then shoots five more times as the car drives away. Officer James Brendan, who was on the force less than a year, 
was fired. Nothing that that officer did that night were in accordance with our training or our policies. Brennan was called to the McDonald's for an unrelated disturbance and told investigators the car looked like one that had evaded him the day before. Cantu's friend, George Ramos, says he was shocked by the video. It was absolutely heartbreaking when I saw that video. It just made me break down. The two would skate together with their friends. While Cantu fights for his life, his friends and family are praying. He's inspired me so much to be a better person. He's also positive and and motivated and ambitious and happy for him to see him laying there helpless. It's just so much emotions and I'm just trying to be as strong as I possibly can. Cantu's family says he is on life support with more surgery scheduled. As for the officer, once police are finished with their investigation, the case will be handed over to the DA's Civil Rights Division and then a grand jury will decide if charges will be filed. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, tonight, the second largest American city is in crisis after the president of the Los Angeles City Council stepped down from her role. She was heard making racist comments on a secretly recorded tape. And tonight we're hearing from candidates for mayor and at least one U.S. senator who are demanding more resignations. CBS's Mark Strassman is in Los Angeles. Tonight, Nuri Martinez faces a crisis of her own making, her political career in tatters. The first Latina chosen to lead L.A.'s city council caught on tape making insulting, racist remarks last year. On tape obtained by the L.A. Times, the Democrat talks about the city's Koreatown. And she insults the black child of Mike Bonin, a white city council member. In Spanish, she says, he's like a little monkey. This kid is a beatdown. Like, let, me, let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. This recording leaked over the weekend. Within hours, Martinez apologized. I hold myself accountable for these comments. For that, I am sorry. Not good enough for dozens of protesters converging on her home. They want her gone. Off the city council altogether, not just as president. This is a moment for us to draw a hard line in the sand. Mike Bonin, the father of the child Martinez insulted, said he's disgusted that Nuri Martinez attacked our son with horrific racist slurs. It's vile, abhorrent, and utterly disgraceful. She is unfit for public office. We're appalled that these people claim to represent us. They don't represent us. Who recorded that tape, who leaked it, and why is all unclear. But there's a growing clamor here for more resignations. The other two city council members who talked to Martinez on that tape, why? Because they never rebuked her for her comments. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, here in Washington, CBS News was given first access to new audio from a meeting between one of the police officers injured during the January 6th attack on the Capitol and Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. Plus, there's fallout tonight following some controversial comments from Alabama's Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. D.C. police officer Michael Fanone was tased, beaten, and suffered a heart attack fighting to stop the riotous mob on January 6th. In a private meeting six months after the attack, Fanone is heard arguing to top House Republican Kevin McCarthy about the role some political leaders played in citing the riot. I don't, I mean, unfortunately, Kevin, I agree with you. The problem is, it is political. 
because it happened here on Capitol Hill and it involved a political movement. It involved a group of extremist right wing uh, element of our you know, American society, which was mobilized by politicians. And that's just a fact. The mother of Officer Brian Sicknick, who died of natural causes a day after the attack, was also in the meeting and asked McCarthy why then-President Trump didn't call off the mob. He knew what was going on. He knew they were fighting for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I'm just telling you from my phone call, I don't know that he did know that at that in his new book, published by an imprint of Simon & Schuster, like CBS and Division of Paramount, Fanon describes the physical violence officers faced in a separate meeting with Republican Lindsey Graham, who responded, you guys should have shot them all in the head. When you have a sitting U.S. senator who doesn't even understand basic uh, police policy, right. you know, that's a problem. Meanwhile, former President Trump's campaign rally sparked controversy over the weekend when Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville made this remark about Democrats, which the NAACP called flat-out racist. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bull no response to our request for comment from Senators Tuberville and Graham or Congressman McCarthy. Meanwhile, the House Select January 6th Committee's next and possibly final public hearing is set for midday Thursday. Nora. And we will cover that. Scott McFarland, thank you. Well, we want to turn back overseas to Iran, where anti-government protests are now targeting the lifeblood of Iran's economy. That's oil and gas production. The protests now in their fourth week were sparked by the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in police custody. CBS's Roxana Saberi is following this closely, and we want to warn you this report includes some disturbing pictures. For the first time since the nationwide protests began, some oil and gas workers joined in today putting a key source of income for the Islamic regime at risk. As college students chanted slogans like, cannons, guns and tanks are no longer working. Activists say security forces are getting more brutal, allegedly killing this driver for simply honking in support of the rallies. An Iranian doctor told CBS News on condition of anonymity, Many injured protesters fear going to hospitals because there some have been detained. So he treats them at their homes, despite threats to himself. Another doctor in New York says many wounded Iranians are sending him photos like these, desperate for his advice. All of a sudden I see a picture of like someone's leg bleeding and they're waiting for my response. That must be really disturbing. Like the things I do in a hospital, I'm doing on Instagram with a patient's family and hoping that somebody comes in and help. It's just a horrible situation. Despite the risks, resistance is spreading. Hackers interrupted state-run TV with the message, join us and stand up. And more women are breaking the law by casting off their headscarves. One human rights group says at least 185 protesters have been killed by security forces in Iran so far, and that several of the victims are children. Nora? Roxana Saberi, thank you. 
Turning now to a CBS News Health Watch, colorectal cancer is the second most common cause of cancer death in the U.S., and one of the best ways to screen for it is with a colonoscopy. A new study tonight is raising some questions. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook is a gastroenterologist who performs colonoscopy and, and joins us, and I'm so glad you're here because there are these headlines on the Internet that say colonoscopies failed to prevent colon cancer deaths. That's misleading, correct? I do think it's misleading, Nora. I mean, this was a tricky study to interpret, which is why I spoke with the study author. He happened to be in Norway uh, just a few hours ago. And uh, let's just take a look at the study. Now, it was a large European study, and over a follow-up period of about 10 years, the people who were offered colonoscopy had an 18% lower risk of getting colorectal cancer, but no difference in dying from it. And that's lower than expected. But only 42% of people offered a colonoscopy actually got it. The people who actually got a colonoscopy had a 31% lower risk of getting colorectal cancer and a 50% lower chance of dying from it. And I have to ask you, you know, as a doctor who, who does all of these colonoscopies, what are the guidelines about when you should get screened? Well, they would just drop to 45 for people at average risk uh, for the first screening. And if you're at increased risk even earlier, the bottom line is you should check with your health care provider. And colonoscopy and screening is the best thing you can do to try to prevent early death from colon cancer. Nora? Such important information. Thank you, Dr. LaPook. Well, tonight, nearly two weeks after Hurricane Ian made landfall on Florida's southwest coast, thousands of desperate residents are still waiting for help. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports tonight on why it's going to be so expensive to rebuild. Over the weekend, residents were allowed to return to Fort Myers Beach as the complicated process of figuring out what insurance might cover begins. I don't really think a lot of this is covered. And that's like our biggest concern and fear. We met Robbie Podgarski in Fort Myers days after the hurricane hit as he assessed damage to the Green Cup Cafe, which he owns with his girlfriend. The waves splashed around the counters and onto some of the other equipment. Like so many here, they had insurance for wind damage, but not flood damage. We caught up with him today. Neither me nor my landlord nor a majority of the homeowners in my community had flood insurance. Since we're in a historic building in technically a FEMA flood zone, our insurance would be more than our, our mortgage or our rent. Only 18% of Florida homes have flood insurance, and homeowners here already pay the highest premiums, nearly three times the national average for property insurance. Florida was in crisis two years ago. It's in collapse now. The Florida State Senator Jeff Brandis says one problem is a whopping 80% of property insurance lawsuits come from Florida, despite only representing 8% of the nation's insurance claims, driving insurers out or into bankruptcy. The trial attorneys are making billions of dollars in Florida uh, by suing property insurers. And so they're heavily lobbying the legislature to just do nothing for another year. And so to continue to kick the can down the road, unfortunately in Florida, we're out of road. He says on top of recent insurance rate hikes, some homeowners across the state could see increases anywhere from 20 to 40 percent after Ian. The state says insurance companies have already paid more than $207 million in claims related to the storm. Nora. Wow. Manny Bohorkas, thank you so much. All right, a new sexual assault trial is underway for disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. And the First Lady of California is among the accusers ready to testify. That story when we return. 
Tonight, the second trial for disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein is underway in Los Angeles. The former movie mogul faces multiple counts of rape and other charges involving five women, including Jennifer Newsom, the wife of California's governor, Gavin Newsom. The 70-year-old Weinstein is already serving a 23-year sentence in New York after being found guilty of rape and sexual assault in 2020. All right, U.S. airports were targeted with cyber attacks today. That story when we return. Major U.S. airports were targeted by cyber attacks today with a pro-Russian hacker group claiming responsibility. Airport websites in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, and other cities were hit with denial-of-service attacks. Airport operations were not impacted. And we'll be right back with a celebration of flight. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The Smithsonian's Air and Space Museum celebrates remarkable moments like landing on the moon. And this week, a new era is set to launch. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. You had to take out all of these aircraft. Everything. A massive undertaking, part of a billion-dollar renovation to the National Air and Space Museum. Why did it need to be rebuilt? It was frankly worn out. We really had to rebuild the entire structure. Almost half the exhibits are newly on display. New aircraft, real ones, and those from the movies, new interactive games. This is a fun physics lesson. Exactly. And some old memories. This motorcycle is what Evil Knievel used to jump 14 Greyhound buses. I remember it well. Mario Andretti's race car is here, too. In this gallery, we talk about going fast and the quest for speed, not just how it plays out in aircraft, but in other parts of our world. But space is still well represented. This is how the astronauts view Earth. And better represented women and people of color, like in this plane flown by the first woman to break the sound barrier. Our goal is that whomever you are, you will see yourself in some of the stories being told here. And dream that you too could aim for the stars. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Washington. Can't wait to see it in person. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.